feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside. He's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Oh, Matt, I feel a little soaked. It's a little wet out there today, raining. and It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a Pixar movie in a cinema in this economy? What? <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, yeah, we're back with another uh, review for Pixar's Elemental, directed by Peter Sohn. And in theaters uh, now, I'm going to say, you know, I'm waiting to put this out uh, until the day of release. I think that's kind of going to be our new thing. We don't need to tell you before a movie comes out if it's good or not. Come back and listen to us once you've seen it. Or just go to our Twitter uh, accounts and see if we've... Initial thoughts. That's usually where we post them. At Matt Rohrbeck and at EM6211. Uh, Eric, it is a little wet outside. It is. Uh, How are you doing today? Matt, I'm doing well, but I'm also I'm going to be upfront with you. I I I've been dreading talking about this because when it comes to Pixar, there's usually a pretty high bar and a standard of 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 creativity, um, of of quality, and I don't think element of emotion, and I don't think the emotion of this ocean and elemental works, unfortunately, and we are looking at. Not even minor Pixar. I think we're looking at bottom of the barrel bad. If it wasn't for the Cars movies and A Bug's Life, it would be at the very bottom. But it's somewhere in between. Even Brave- Bug's Life is in Growing Pains Pixar, right? So like, yeah. I would even almost prefer Bug's Life over this. So I'm kind of um, unfortunately right there with you. This is a uh, a movie studio that is near and dear to my heart. The Toy Story films are... You know, some of my favorite animated movies of all time, like we grew up with, you know, the creation and the growth of Pixar. Uh, Most of their movies have made me, you know, either feel something or fully made me an emotional wreck. Uh, so to say, you know, even the last couple of years have been disappointing because we've had to watch some Pixar films from home because they've been relegated to Disney Plus because of the pandemic where we watch things like Luca and turning red and onward and soul um, and soul all at home. So like four Pixar movies from home, that was kind of the bit I was doing, even though we did see Lightyear in a theater, which you guys can check out a review for that, uh, which I absolutely loved in IMAX. Um, and, and Peter Sohn yeah. voices socks, the robot, yeah, cat. one of the best characters in that movie. Uh, Peter Sohn also voicing a character in Spider-Verse, which we just reviewed, which you guys can check out uh, right now. Uh, Very different uh, animated movies. And I think it's sort of showing kind of the change and the shift in kind of the animation world where Pixar was king, right? Like Pixar was king of emotion and king of animation and, and king of character and like all of these things where they could not be even remotely touched when it comes to uh, animated movies. And now you're kind of seeing other studios who took inspiration from Pixar, but also have, you know, where Pixar's, you know, a lot of their movies have looked pretty similar over the last decade, I think from a visual standpoint, they're already, they're creatively incredible at times, but um, you know, the human characters and different things have all kind of had that Pixar look to them. And Turning Red did take some inspiration from Spider-Verse, even with some of the hand-drawn animation used. With well, the, anime the as anime. well. I think yeah. I think Domi She was taking influence as much Absolutely, from like Sailor but, Moon and, and agreed, Dragon Ball Z. But, 
what I mean is that 2D, 3D mix of blending animation styles that I think Spider-Verse kind of didn't necessarily invent, but brought to the forefront of animation. So I just think Pixar's in this in this spot now where you know, I think we've talked similarly about Star Wars and the MCU, and I'm not trying to just compare Disney properties, but like we're in this kind of point where, you know, there are peaks and valleys, I think, from studios sometimes. And I know it's all different creatives and different things, but like um, Pixar's in this spot where it used to be when a Pixar movie was coming out, you knew it was going to probably be a five out of five you know, animated movie that's going to have a great creative story or a great creative kind of view on a real world kind of topic that can both be relatable to children and adults and kind of have the slapsticky, funny uh, kid humor, but also have deep emotional themes that adults can relate to and 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 think about and 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 feel uh from and i just feel like we're at this point now where it's not a surefire thing that a pixar movie is going to be that and that's like you know that changed when they started doing some sequels you know cars 2 cars 3 you started getting you know toy story i think is the anomaly there of like maybe 4 is the one where you're like that was kind of unnecessary we didn't necessarily need that um but even with things like Onward and Good Dinosaur, Brave, you, you know, throughout their time, they've had a couple sort of misfires. But even with some of those things, there's there's always that, you know, emotional hook or there's that moment that makes you go like, oh, OK, like I get the ending of Onward and the brotherly love there and, and stuff like that. Like there's usually something you can connect to. Uh, I'm kind of long winded, but anyways, like <laughs> Elemental, um, no pun intended, um, Elemental just never hits any of those moments. And that never uh, other than like maybe the animation of Ember and how it blends with the world that they've created an elemental, which I think is very gorgeous and is just kind of expected at this point from a Pixar movie or from like a modern animated movie. Um, there's just not much there. Like it tries to take kind of a classic romantic or rom-com kind of approach, which is maybe something we haven't seen in a Pixar movie, but just, just like a lot of, generic rom-coms it just feels sort of like a generic rom-com a lot of puns um a lot of really kind of heavy-handed and kind of um bad dialogue throughout the whole thing like it almost seems like pixar you know they've done so many movies at this point and they have so many great ideas and taking real world things and finding a way to to make some analogies and allegories in their films that feel organic and that feel like a, a really beautiful mesh between reality and, and animation and these fantastical worlds that still make you go like, that's such a clever way of, of taking this really important thing or this really emotional thing from real life and, and, and showing it in a kid's film in this fantastical way where this just feels like you've, this sounds really, really mean or anything, but like the Walmart bargain bin of like Pixar ideas of just being like, all right, this, this does work on paper of, of comparing these, these things. But I just felt throughout it, like a lot of it's heavy handed kind of analogies and, and, you know, 
uh, talk about segregation and race and, and different things like that and using these elements to compare those. Um, and there's more than that, but I'm just kind of distilling it down to its, you know, just its simplest form. I just never worked for me and almost felt at times like, I don't know if this is the right way of, of kind of portraying these very important themes where it kind of like, uh, loses some of its importance when you're using water puns or fire puns and like, and, and just kind of having really kind of bad dialogue of how fire and water don't mix and, or like he's water, get out of here. And like, it's stuff like that where it just ends up being kind of like, Oh, I don't, I don't like this and it's not clever and it's not funny. And I just felt that throughout this whole movie where it just became, tedious to watch and it's short but feels long and it's you know again gorgeously animated it has some funny jokes in there but i maybe i think me and you laughed at a couple a couple of the same things which is just few and far between a lot of the stuff where we kept going like looking at each other and going oh no <laughs> like and that's so disappointing for a pixar movie and i've never felt that in a pixar movie there's ones that i'm kind of indifferent about i mentioned them already um but other than maybe the Cars movies, which I actively don't like, uh, this is the first original Pixar movie in a very, very long time that I'm like, oof, I this is a a misfire. No pun intended, Eric. Go ahead. It went from surefire to misfire. Yeah. Um, and, and it's weird because when you're watching it, it, I think it's about halfway through when you begin to clue in that this movie is very surface level or shallow and there's not going to be that much of a deep dive going into the story and the metaphors and, you know, the, the emotional core of, of what this is being presented as, but you're always thinking to yourself, okay, it's a Pixar movie. So I want to give it the benefit of the doubt. And while watching it, you're thinking like, okay, there's going to be a moment where it is going to connect or it is going to click. And there's going to be the reveal of why this movie, you know, uh, was originally pitched in 2015 and, and Peterson has been working on it since then it was developed in the first place, but it never happens. And a lot of the jokes that are intentional are never funny. And you're cringing at moments that are supposed supposed to be insightful or bring Romantic. some sort of relevance to the characters or, or where they are in their lives and also show, you know, the differences and the, the, the diversity of these individuals or these elements as individuals living within the city and outside of the city because the, 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 the fire community specifically are relegated outside where uh, Earth wind and water are all kind of central within the city uh landscape and in element city so you're thinking to yourself okay well you've kind of seen this with zootopia which isn't a pixar movie but is a walt disney animation uh film and so you know you're 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 comparing it to that and and that movie's not perfect by any means but i think it did a, a fairly good job of showing a a utopian society that has an underlying issue um that it needs to kind of develop with different species getting along and, 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 and sort of showing that to kids about uh, race relations and prejudice and, and those terms that are, you know, maybe harder to understand when you're, you know, two to four to five years old, but it's still good to have those issues addressed and, yeah. and, and, and have that conversation started uh, with this, you're watching it. And you, I think the biggest problem is the romance is that you never, 
personally, I never bought in to Ember and Wade's love story about this kind of rom-com. And in fact, I think Wade is not only one of the worst protagonists in the Pixar canon, I just think he's kind of a horrible human or water person. Being, just being. Being, <laughs> because he's the the central reason why, you know, you, you as you learn about the story, Ember um, is taking on her father's mantle and, and running the fireplace, which is his store. And she has a temper issue that she's kind of trying to get over and, and, and become a more kind of well-rounded person. And Wade kind of pops out of uh, one of her pipes one day and there's water problems and water damage in the basement. And he's the one as the uh, city inspector that basically writes up all these citations and sends them to the city. Um, And even though he's empathetic to a degree, he still does his job. And in doing so, he literally, you know, puts her whole life and her family's livelihood in jeopardy and is like, well, let's you know, go talk to one of the higher ups and see if we can do something and find where this leak is coming from. And over the course of what feels like maybe less than a week, a date with me. (laughs) Yeah. He's emotionally manipulative. He makes it all about himself. Um, He even takes Ember's story and vulnerability and emotion and, and, and puts it onto himself and, and, and makes you feel as though he is just so loathsome as, as a character. And, and I think that that's, a big part of why this movie doesn't work. Uh, yeah, visually it's it's gorgeous, but that's the, the the bare minimum when it comes to a Pixar movie. You know, the mandate of Pixar when they started, when they when they made Toy Story and continued, was that we're going to combine state of the art, cutting edge technology, CGI animation with you know thoughtful, mm-hmm. compelling you know, progressive stories that will match the two and, and together they will make, you know, these wonderful original pieces. And we saw that with, you know, the first Toy Story movie, we saw that with, you know, Ratatouille and Wally and, and, and many more, but then, yeah, they came to a point where they were making more sequels, you know, even prequels with monsters university where at least, you know, that movie isn't great, but you know, the characters of, of, of Mike and Sully, it's you fun at least. Yeah. You enjoyed to a certain degree here. It, it kind of feels like if this was a movie that was pitched in the early days of Pixar, it would have been rejected or at least it's like, okay, we'll go back and revise this. This almost feels more, like a DreamWorks movie or a Netflix animated film, like a, a movie that's being handed in on maybe the third or fourth draft that needs more time to be developed. And when you're watching it, it's just all these really bad, not even, I mean, th- th- there's a father daughter story and a generational divide and generational differences that I think is the strongest aspect of it. And if it was just a story about a father and daughter looking at, their perspectives of, of where they grew up and where they came from and sharing those, you know, perspectives. I think that would have been a better movie, a better character study, but, but it then feels like it, an add on to the romantic kind of. Yeah. Stuff, and, right? and, and that love story just doesn't work because I don't think there, there weirdly is no chemistry between, you know, these two, the, these, this matter. And then like, there's a lewd, 
conversation that I've seen happen online on Twitter where it's like, okay, well, how does this work practically? Like, how will these people be together? And I think that is a, a fair way to have a conversation, even though I think maybe the 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 terminology is not uh, completely there. It's a little crass, but you, you wonder to yourself, okay, well, like, well, the whole point of this is like these two opposing opposites attract. And so when you're yeah. watching this, you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, I don't care about really any, either one of mm-hmm. them. I think Ember's a little bit better than, than, than Wade. And I like the designs of everybody, but when it comes to them getting together, you're never rooting for them. You're never rooting for them to overcome whatever obstacles they have. And no, again, Wade comes from an entitled time, yeah. position. So you're just yeah. kind of like, I don't like him even more. And he's the reason why Ember has to go through all of this bullshit just because he needed, like, he's insecure and needed to, you know, it's like, I guess they're taking classic, like, enemies to lovers kind of thing, which you see in a lot of these rom-coms and and, and, and stuff like that. But I just, yeah, I, I, I'm with you where I never really kind of bought it. I, I was kind of like, Wade, you're not great as a, as a guy you're the reason all of this stuff is happening to her and even though you're like trying to help her but now you're trying to kind of like be romantic towards her and you're crying all the time and like that's fine show your emotion all this kind of stuff i, I guess it goes back to like i try to sometimes when i watch you know disney movies or pixar movies or animated movies in general like go okay this is made for children right like i, I and i get that um yes i, I think it, well, because I, I think I think is. Pete Doctor, like I, I was reading an article where he was saying, like, we, we don't make these movies just for children. I get I, it. I agree I, with you, though. Like it is it is for children in the sense of like these are these are animated not, movies for yeah. Disney. But but you, you have I think you're opening yourself up for criticism, too. I agree. Because Pete Go Doctor ahead. is saying these movies are also made for adults. Yeah. So when you're making them for adults in mind, then you are you know, making something that's and below always, standard. And they, yes. And they've always done a great job. I think it's something we've talked about all the time when we reviewed soul. And when we reviewed uh, numerous Pixar movies of how great they usually are, are making it accessible to both children and adults, right? Like no Pixar movie is usually like tedious to watch with your children because you usually, I don't have kids, but I'm like, if I had kids, I, I would feel the same way where it's like, you're showing them something and, and yes, there's some slapsticky, silly toilet humor at times or just fun characters, colorful characters doing silly things. And then there's this simple story that a, a child could follow along with of like, this is a, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. And you learn from that stuff. And then usually there's something deeper that the adults, whether they're jokes that kids won't get or themes that kids won't necessarily get all of, but they get some of where you get all of as an adult where here it does feel like you mentioned already kind of surface level or just very simple and then part of me and I, i'm not trying to say animation is for children because i'm very much with guillermo del toro and others and that is like animation is an art form just as important as live action that can tell adult stories that can tell kids stories can tell any story really it's just a different medium to use it and oftentimes which we just again going back to spider-verse sometimes is the superior way of telling a, a certain genre or story or something like that and so i go back and i go okay this movie i guess is maybe more for kids than it is adults and 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 that's fine but pixar is usually better at doing that where this is more purely 
I guess I'm trying to go, well, will kids learn from this story of like, okay, accept people that are different from you. And like, you know, the simplest form of what this movie is trying to say that I maybe it thinks it's deeper than it is, but maybe for a kid, it's still a good message. And that's fine. That can be true. It's just you want a little bit more, right? Like you could just sit down your kid and have that conversation with them. You don't need to show them a movie about it. Or watch Zootopia. It, yeah, and Zootopia is the superior thing that kind of maybe already did that. Um, and you don't necessarily need to kind of redo ideas just in a slightly different way. You're using elements instead of animals, right? Like, And it does have that Disney vibe and that Disney look when it comes to world building and and that even feels a little derivative of like the again movies like Zootopia we talked about it it even feels like it's a, a made for a world that they could build at Disney World or Disneyland right like and like from the music and the look of the world and and, and stuff like that and so i don't know like just throughout the whole thing you're just going i've either seen this before it's it's analogies and metaphors are just very in your face very heavy handed and just kind of maybe shouldn't be depicted in the way that they do. Um, and then ultimately like that, that crux of the whole story with this relationship between these two characters, I just never really bought. And like, there are some kind of moments that are unintentionally funny um, throughout it because I just, it seems like it's trying to be romantic or do something more. And I'm like, if this is just not working at all. Um, and then finally, like I've already kind of mentioned it, but I, I will say as on a finishing on a positive note for me, like I do really like Ember's design and that's kind of that inspiration that we've said where they're kind of evolving with animation styles a little bit. And, and I've mentioned this to you where, even Disney with uh, Disney Wish, which is coming out later this year, that has kind of a different vibe to it than Disney Animation has kind of traditionally looked over the last decade, maybe, um, where it's kind of still that 3D animation, but still adding 2D elements or 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 uh, you know mural back backgrounds and and things like that. Where in this movie, how the different elements are animated, I, I would say that fire is the only one that looks uh truly unique uh like it's animated completely differently and i do really love the look of the fire people in the movie and i do like i liked ember for the most part like i think uh leah lewis's performance was was good as ember and i thought that character was probably the most it is her story ultimately but like uh, she never annoyed me like Wade did, right? Like she, I, I kind of was fine with her. I just wish there was kind of more to it. So um, ultimately, I don't have much more to say other than it was like really kind of disappointing. And you know, I was excited to get back to the theater to watch a Pixar movie again because I was I was so happy to see Lightyear in in, in theaters, especially in IMAX. I, I hope they bring that back to IMAX at some point somewhere. Um, cause that is the way you should see that movie. Um, but going back and seeing an original Pixar movie is like, it should feel like a special thing and it should be a special thing and not saying it should be like, it, but your expectations are that it will be because of their history, right? They are so great. So when you get something that is, is subpar or even below subpar, um, is really, really disappointing. So I am going to have to give the film a two out of five. Uh, pretty disappointing uh, as a whole. Uh, very disappointing um, as a Pixar film. Uh, 
kind of probably in the lower bit of my rankings of Pixar movies. Like I'd have to watch Good Dinosaur again and Brave again because it's been quite some time since I've seen either of those movies. But even if you're talking about some of the more disappointing kind of recent Pixar movies with Onward and, and Luca even to an extent, which I thought both of those movies were fine. I didn't dislike either of those movies kind of like I do with this one. So um, yeah, they're kind of having a few more uh, misses than hits lately, which is a little bit concerning, but it is what it is. Uh, yeah, it just didn't vibe with this one. What about you, Eric? Yeah, it, it feels a little bit like the quality of other studios that have been competing with them have caught up a little bit now with Pixar, where you know DreamWorks has had the How to Train Your Dragon movies. You know, we, we've talked about Sony with Spider Verse and and Phil Lord and 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 Chris Miller and even, Mitchell's you know, the machines. machines. Yeah. yeah. So it, it kind of feels like, you know, there, there truly is a little and international animation movies when it comes to studio Ghibli and things like that. So there's, there's a ton GDT's Pinocchio, things like that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, uh, so there, there's, there's more competition now. And, and I, and I think Pixar was the one that raised the bar for everybody else to kind of try to set a new standard. And, not that Pixar's coasting because there's a lot of hard work and time and dedication that goes into oh, everything. Yeah. But this does feel as though like it is a complete and utter write-off when it comes to um, what Pixar is truly capable of and not representative of, you know, the great films that they've released overall. And so with that in mind, I'm also going to have to give this movie a two. And again, it's just unfortunate because there is so much to like. And I think even some of their recent output, I mean, you mentioned Luca and I think Luca is a movie that doesn't work either, but at least, you know, the characters are more likable and the world while familiar is also beautiful, maybe with a couple of exceptions here or there, good dinosaur and brave had some problems behind the scenes in terms of, you know, the, the structure of the story and people coming and going so there's not a competence problem when it comes to elemental. It's just more so, I think, a story issue where it just feels like it's a little underdeveloped and you're not really uh, taken by the two leads. And when you're not engaged with the romance, which you know is the essential element of a rom-com, then it's almost impossible to get any interest out of and you almost begin laughing at the film than with it in any way whatsoever. And then I think, again, it's a little bit out of touch with some of its metaphors and sort of the, the human elements it's applying on to the story. Again, the immigrant story I think is a really fascinating one that if it was just a father daughter story, it would be more captivating, more compelling, but maybe in a commercial sense, it's like, Oh, well, we need, you know, those tra- those traditional kind of uh, tropes in order to get people interested in it. You know, we need a love story. We need a relationship to develop instead of, you know, a person finding their own way. There's an element of this narrative that feels like it comes out of left field in the second to third act. That's a major character uh, arc for Ember in terms of what she wants to do uh, with her life. That just, again, it, 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 you, you, you're watching that and you're like, okay, maybe this should have been introduced in the first act or been something that would have been the main focus and not or simply like too subtle, right? Like they, yeah. they kind of hint at it, but it's not like it's almost where they weren't subtle at all in certain areas. In that case, you're like, wait, this feels like this is coming out of left field. Like, 
anyways, yeah. Yeah, and, um, and, and that character sort of dynamic or, or, or development that's being brought in is, is a good one. And again, it works really well with the father-daughter dynamic and the generational burden and, and feeling like an obligation to do whatever you have to to make you know, your, your, your family sacrifice worth it and, and to show, you know, gratitude and respect. And, and those elements are all wonderful, but they get lost in a whirlpool of emotional turmoil that Wade represents. And it's such, he, he's, he's a terrible character. He's so <laughs> poorly written um, and, and, and designed in terms of like what he has in, in, yeah. in his own motivations. And the only things you're ever really laughing at are some of those kind of like, um, dad jokes that are in the background, whether it's you know the the windbreakers versus the the crop, crop dusters. dusters, or you know what a dirt burger is. So yeah, with yeah. that in in mind, it's just yeah, this is this is barely a rising above the Cars movies because, but of, there was no expectations for Cars two no, and three. I think no. for that's why I'm not disappointed by Cars two and three because I'm just yeah. like I I'm not angry. I, I'm just disappointed. Yeah, even Cars three I feel like has a better emotional hook than this movie. Yeah, so, well, at least uh, the first one does. Yeah, or and, and yeah, the, the third one, one as well. Like that's I think the I mean. first yeah. and third one kind of work together. Second the, one is probably the worst hot garbage movie. yeah but um is easily the worst pixar movie i think is cars 2 but like um it's just shocking really um shocking uh quickly before we go uh there was also a short film uh that they showed before um elemental which was carl's date um which has a basically sort of a sequel to up uh in in a certain sense i know we've had doug days which was on um disney plus which i assume takes place after uh the up movies but i did not watch those shorts uh but as the press email we got just said doug is back even though it's called carl's date um (laughs) people uh, like the dog more than they like the person well they don't it's an old crotchety man who's i guess not crotchety anymore but uh anyways i i mean obviously up near and dear to my heart i uh i love 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 up those opening 15 minutes with carl and ellie's story uh every time gets yeah same Um, one of the out of my grandfather stopped seeing movies in 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 the mid 90s the last film he saw in the mid 90s was um four weddings and a funeral the only two times he ever went to a movie to get again was with me one was for a, a biopic called amazing grace the other was for up so yeah was there a reason for that or just like i think he just liked what up presented About, and, like, and yeah. he kind of like spencer tracy and he kind of looked like spencer tracy carl yeah. so I, I think there was that and then we saw it together and yeah it was a really wonderful grandfather grandson yeah. bonding perfect experience. movie to kind of yeah yeah about that um i had fun with this yeah. I, it's cute it's it's harmless it's like again i love up i like the character of carl doug the dog funny and up i don't need more doug the dog but i get it for kids like like him because it's the, a talking dog like how can you not like a talking dog so um you know a part of me is like no, don't do this to ellie but then you're like no i want carl to be happy so like i, I like that kind of thing of him trying to get the courage to go out on a date and the conversations with doug it, it, it's very very cute and then there's a sweet moment when he you know with uh his his late wife uh through you know much like the photo i just sent so like i, I think it was very cute i, I unnecessary but cute yeah I, I feel the same way like it, it just kind of feels like a nice little add-on to carl's story and and i guess a way to kind of continue 
although, I mean, Edna Asner just passed away not too mm-hmm. long ago, so I, I don't know what you're going to do there, but it still is his voice for, mm-hmm. for this short and, and Bob Peterson as, as Doug. So, you know, with the, that interaction, I think it really does work. And there's some sweet moments, I think, with, with Doug as well, where like, you know, that, that man's best friend element yeah. really comes into play uh, with, um, you know, giving somebody confidence in themselves and, and showing that, you know, like they're, they still have worth, you know, and, 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 and I think ageism when it comes to dating and relationships, especially when, you know, you're, you you are moving on is never something that's kind of looked on too much in terms of popular um, sort of television and mediums in general where, so seeing something like that in this is I think also refreshing in that way. Totally agree. Uh, thank you all for listening or watching. We really, really do uh, appreciate it. Uh, you can check out our recent reviews for um, Spider-Man into the Spider or across the Spider-Verse. Sorry, my bad. The new one. Uh, Eric and I had a great like hour and 40 minute conversation about that movie where we go into every little detail and 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 talk about that movie at length so please go check that out uh, we also have a review for fast x uh which you guys can check out um a lot of part ones i guess uh lately um and then we'll have a review for asteroid city uh coming up in the next little while so uh look for that soon as well as well as the flash and, don't forget uh, transformers things. rise of the oh, beast. rise of the beast see already forgotten about it i made that <laughs> joke <laughs> I made that joke, forgot it even existed. Uh, Yeah, you can also uh, check out our review for Transformers Rise of the Beasts, which is out now as well. Um, And there should be a new episode of the Untitled Movie Podcast uh, for you probably right now. It depends on timelines. And I know we're focusing on reviews right now because we're slowly getting back into it, um, which I've had a blast uh, talking with Eric about these movies again. So um, you'll be hearing or seeing a lot more of us in the next couple weeks. Um, as always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, uh, mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com. And you can follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric March, and you can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. The water sucks. It really, really sucks. The water sucks. Gatorade's better. Bye, everyone. <laughs>